Hello and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 29, The History of Call of Duty, with me, George, as always, joined by Tom, Captain Price, to my marked down Price. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm very, very well. Tom, <clears throat> they'd better buckle up and listen in, because we're going for a halo drop down on the show. Coming up in the news, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn goes VR. They'd better oh, stick around and find out what that's all about. That's rapidly followed by our militaristic feature, which is the history of the Call of Duty series. It is. Then we crawl under the barbed wire to the area we know and they know as listeners Stingray. From there, we pop up, faces camoed, and we crawl into the end section of the show where... The Stingray himself turns up at the yard. Sand sound effect or whatever. No doubt you're going to want to keep his backstory <laughs> to an absolute minimum so you can skedaddle out the door <laughs> and chuck yourself down in front of Mr. Price real. And before I let you slip out the door to freedom, poke your head above the sand as you crawl free, I'll ask you what you're hoping to play. But before we get there, Tom, this week, what you been playing? This week, I have uh, downloaded, uh, this was last night, I downloaded a demo of uh, Sonic and Mario at the Tokyo Olympics, which I was actually really impressed with. Uh, there was a list of it's the... A sideways slap round the chops I wasn't expecting. I know, I know, I caught you off guard with that one. So you open the demo up and there's a list of all the events, so there's there must be a good 20 plus events on there. Sadly, Ooh. not all of them available for the demo, but... They gave you hurdles, surfing, which was really good, um, karate. All uh, with the figures or me's, or is there any sort of realistic portrayal at all in this one? No, so there's going to be uh, Sega doing a, a very interesting, good-looking uh, official game for the Olympics, and then we've got mm. this Sega Mario entry. Both look really um, appealing. Uh, I, don't, I don't know why I think they translate well to a, a, a really sort of party game like let's play through the whole olympics get a good gang of you and it's it's a really good laugh there's always an event someone's good at and not at and uh yeah i think i think they um they make for good those wild nights round at yours yeah preferred um, wipes available <laughs> <laughs> beatles rock band again no uh, don't no don't no. Um, pg podcast so yeah tried out that it felt like a sega game like mm -hmm. real crisp, the blue skies or everything we wanted. Beautiful. But you also have the Mario characters in there as well. There's Dirty also the Mario. the retro version as well, where you can get the um, the 16-bit sprites and stuff, and they can race against each other in different events. 16-bit Sonic versus 16-bit Mario. Yes, I think in fact, I think the Mario might be an 8-bit, but it's it's on that retro appeal of um, track and field style view. And See, my game of brains are already saying they can't race each other. 8-bit versus 16, that's not okay. Yeah. Well, I've, I've not delved into that. I believe it is on the demo. A gamer uh, OCD, I should say. Yeah. Uh, what else have I been playing? Played a bit more Overwatch on the Switch. Enjoying it in handheld, but when I want to play on the big screen, I'll go for the PS4 version because it just it can't stack up. Um, on the Switch, is it almost like you get an extra perk of slow-mo when it goes into chub <laughs> mode? Or? I actually struggle more with the aiming on the Joy-Cons because the sticks are a lot smaller than the PS4 DualShock. So mm. I I think for those of us with bigger hands on... I have that issue with the Vita sometimes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know my pain. Um, you can put the the Switch on like the stand and, and 
play with a proper controller, which is is better. But obviously, the handheld idea is that you can hold it in the palm of your hands. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, bit more Overwatch, um, bit of Apex Legends. Won a few games on that with me, with me mate. That, and um, one more call for that, and that's going in. in the, is it going in the raffle going in games? The bingo, yeah. Well, there's one for the raffle anyway. Red Dead Redemption. Oh, bing bong. Like, who's won a prize? Uh, or NSP, Ooh. and he can have. Um, he's barely around a, a dog watch, and all of a sudden yeah, he's winning prizes. He, he is, yeah. New fan favorite. I thought um, Game Boy Matt would be lifted aloft. No, no. After his mega haul the other week with the community chest, I think it will keep him occupied for now. He now sleeps with that DVD of Tarzan like a teddy Does he? Bear. Yes. Ah, so I hear. <laughs> um, I think that's about it for me. I'm sure there was one more. I've been, I have I delved back onto Sekiro. I think at the moment, and we will do our review of the year and our uh, top five games of the year in probably late December, January. I think that's my game of the year so far. We can't end the year as a hokey jokey podcast without closing out the year with the best oh, game yeah. of the year, can we? Got to get those listens. I think if we do that awards, though, I think we should do like an unofficial controller style, like game that most most caused me to need wipes, game <laughs> most you know, game that damaged most controllers. Yeah, I think game of the year. Cool. We could do. Yeah, it? let's do some awards. We can we'll make do some up. the unofficial controller awards. Alternative awards. Maybe we could make these out of wood and actually send them in a presentation box to the actual developer. Ponselbury, start saving now. I think we might go. Hey, for I, I I think that's a really good idea, but I feel like they may be maybe the boxes will get treated as like a can you imagine a, a, if, a, 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 um, a a bomb threat or something, and they open to find a badly carved wooden figurine of like Crash Bandicoot. I would. I would love to see like a studio tour. You actually saw it in the background, proper yeah. legit on the show. Well, we're, we're really into these uh, like um, less mainstream podcasts, and uh, we've kept their award. We see it as a token of. Uh, well, like of we're uh, mainstream. We're not mainstream. No, don't we're, do this. We're in the bunker. We're we're. Yeah, but if you we're saw the figures, you would know. Even we're like we we're like pirate radio back in the day. Oh, okay. You heard it here first. No. Oh, anyway. God. The death knell of the show sounded. Tom's declared that we're just a non-mainstream. I'd like to know what the mainstream are doing if we're not mainstream. They just don't do stuff that we need to worry about. Okay. And I need to ask you, what have you been playing this week? I've been very busy this week. I'll go as far as to say I'm absolutely physically exhausted. But I've not been able to stop thinking about Dark Souls, have I? And last weekend... Oh, it's got you. It's gripped I was playing it again and again and again and again I died and again I died and again I died and I was like, I can't believe that I'm not this, I'm not this. How can I be this terrible? Mate, I'm so happy you get in the bug. hold. And again and again and again I died. <laughs> and further and further into this graveyard I pushed and I died 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 and these skeletons would not go down. And I'm thinking, well, there is no other way to progress forward in this game, but I cannot believe I'm not this good at games. So I turned to the internet. <laughs> Warning, do not go through the graveyard as this is the most deadliest route you can take. There's a little stairwell to your left. Oh, so there is. Yes, forgive me, sir. All of a sudden, I'm slaying these things like they're just twigs. <laughs> um, but... 
reaching the campfire there, I've hit a bit of a dead end again. So I first of all, I was trying to go through the Lando ruins. Yeah. Well, first of all, I was trying to get through the graveyard with the reforming skeletons. Like, <laughs> take one down, his friend appears. Then his 20-foot-tall friend appears. It's like, I've just used everything. And how God knows how many Estus flasks <laughs> to take <laughs> you down. Now your dad's in town? This isn't even funny anymore. <laughs> and then I went down the Lando ruins and thought, this must be the way to go. And died and died and died and couldn't seem to. I found a potion that allowed me to kill maybe one ghost. Then I died and it was gone. And then I had to turn back to the guide again, which told me I'd gone completely the wrong way and I need to head to Undead Berg, of which I've now started the painful chore of whittling my way through those guys. But they go down, and I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think when you know you can deal with an enemy, it's a lot different to that despair you sometimes get in those games where you just think, will I ever get? Will I ever do this? had the same problem at the end of Sekiro as some of the early listeners will remember that final game boss as a slight this is killing me but when you do it like it beats any feeling in any other game because it's just I've not been able to stop thinking about it mate it gets in your head and you're just thinking I'll, I'll just have one more go it's, it's very addictive and in some of those Dark Souls series Bloodborne Sekiro some of the journeys to the bosses are equally equally as dangerous. Yes. You just think, I need, and, and you start thinking, I'll have a look on YouTube, see who has a shortcut. You find that shortcut and then boom, you're rocking up to that boss with more health, more uh, powers and, and better weapons, etc. Oh, just... There's times where I've been playing around thinking, there's a boss around this corner. Like, I've yeah. got, in the Undead Berg, I've actually got to the boss, but... You get there and you've got like nothing left in the tank. Your Estus flask is empty and you're on the bones. And it keeps flashing up. Weapon in danger of breaking. And I'm like, oh, wait, no. <laughs> I know. I um, I think the the progr- when you first start those games, you're like, this is impossible. It's really difficult. It's stupidly hard. But the progression through the game, like the difficulty curve, is really well balanced. I think it teaches you very slowly. Um, the intricacies of of the the combat and the role, how to but deal with different enemies. Like, I would still refer to this game as a bit janky and broken. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, no, I th- I I don't think I find myself swishing in the air and then like barely connecting with the guy sometimes, and it's like, why is this? If if you say Sekiro is their most graphically impressive title, that's not saying that much this gen when you look at other stuff that's out there. But it just has that addictive gameplay loop, and it, it the the level design is in particular fantastic through all their games. But they've designed. I'm sure they've designed the enemies' attack um, cycle to tease you in. Like they have these r- slow drawbacks. You think, oh, I'll whack it while I'm doing that. But you're, yeah. I'll whack him while I'm doing that animation. Takes just a little bit longer than it should do, yeah. and then he's like bringing down on you. With I love it when you're like, I'm just gonna be a bit risky and ballsy now. Yeah, I'll just get, get, I'll, I'll get one more hit on him. Boom, you're dead. Yeah. Uh, well, I must. To my yeah. Quickly admit, obviously, what I've been playing back on Sekiro, turned it on, died nearly instantly because you just go in and the controls are familiar, but you're not quite as sharp as you was. Just die to a standard enemy on any level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, anything else? Um, trying to think. War for Cybertron this morning. Yeah. 
And if not the Vita? I have not even turned it on. I have to yeah. admit, it's been a bit of a brutal week. Okay. Gaming's been on the back burner, per se. Yeah. But, you know, there we Hence, go. Hence, me and James have been on the typewriter. You and James have been on the typewriter. The blood is his on the keys because he said they needed oiling and I said there's no money for oil so you just have to hit the keys harder. Let's bring them the news, Tom. We've scoured the very darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, Horizon Zero VR. What's this about, Tom? London Studio is following up its success on PlayStation VR exclusive Blood and Truth with the virtual reality version of Horizon Zero Dawn. Well, that's the news according to Twitter pundit Callum Hurley. It's not a bad job if you get it, is it? Yeah. Who's been in the VR scene for some time now, having previously worked at Oculus? The game allegedly in development will likely be a brand new project set within the universe of the Guerrilla Games open world epic. Expanding further on the rumour, Hurley said he's unsure whether it will be for the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5. Tom, we like to imagine this would be a great PS5 game, coupled with a great way to launch PSVR 2, which according to recent patents out there on the internet, point to a wire-free VR future. What's your thoughts on that? That's very exciting. It's going to make you... We're we're quite uh, keen fans of Horizon Zero Dawn, aren't we? Mm, I like the game... It was... I like the gameplay mechanics. I don't like the protagonist. I grew more to like. Uh, I know I, we've discussed this before at length, uh, just on the phone and stuff about our feelings towards the story of the game and the characters and whatnot. To me, it's a it's a days gone sort of tier game. It's not quite in the realms of of the big bigger boys. No. Um, I just looking at this. I heard rumours as well that we might be getting like a proper sequel uh, as a PS5 launch game. Because official PlayStation magazine put out a post uh, which they later said was um, like speculation. And they were asking people what their most, uh, what title they're going to be picking up with PS5 at launch. And they had games that were like not officially announced, but you just know were going to be there day one. And then they had Horizon Zero Dawn 2. And then briefly later, they were like, oh, yeah, well, this is just speculation. To me, they've had enough time to make... They will have enough I'd time. i put it to you. Official PlayStation magazine is not open to speculation. Okay. So, are you suggesting to me that they did this and deleted it? And this is a point to... What were the other games that were alleged to be PlayStation? I'm trying to remember, mate. I think it was just like yearly updates. Like, you know, the stuff that's going to be on there. You've been um, asleep again, haven't you? Was this a yes. dream or was this real? No, no, it was real. It was real. I've um, scoured the very darkest regions of the dark web and I didn't find that. Um, I found that. It, it was more rumour-based. like, uh-huh. um, And it has been rumoured because obviously they've had the time to make the new one and they've probably had PS5 dev kits for a while. If Xbox are going to launch with Halo, we just said last week, PlayStation needs to launch with a big hitter. Something everyone knows. And I think... If you look at all their franchises, that's the one that's nearest being probably ready. Hmm. But they have another big franchise, and that's coming up next in the news. Yeah. What's that? Lead off. Uh, Druckmann delays. The Last of Us Part Two has been delayed to May twenty nine, uh, May twenty ninth, two thousand and twenty. Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann, who also serves as creative director on Part Two, confirmed in a PlayStation blog post 
Let me cut to the chase and get the news out of the way. The Last of Us Part 2 has a new release date of May 29th, 2020. Hmm. What do you make of that? Obviously, the first one got delayed. Oh, did it? And it came yeah. late in the PS3's life cycle. Yeah, I know. I obviously didn't own a PS3, but I remember it um, being very towards the end of that gen. Mm. Um, obviously, having the PS4 remaster as well. Um, I, d- I think if it helps with development, then great. I was really looking forward to it because you come out of Christmas and there's never that much to play. And then February, March, start getting a couple of good I, titles. I've heard that it's also had a knock-on effect on Ghost of Tsushima and push that later. I was literally going to take to that point next. Um, do you think that's going to push that onto the PS5? I think, I think it'll, it'll be on both. I think it already was. That's why I think they're not that bothered. Yeah. Have some more time, delay it. Mm. It's a wise idea because you don't want Last of Us Part 2 and uh, Ghost releasing too similar time because they're going to be two massive games and they need to spread those out. That would be great if that's a PS5 launch title as well. I think it would be unfair now because they've said it's still a PS4 game mm-hmm. and it'd be very unfair to take that away from people who aren't going to be able to afford the PS5. Um, you should always bridge the gap as we see with many next-gen I wonder games. if it's going to be a PS4 game and you buy the PS4 game and it's not going to work on PS5 or whether you have to get the PS5 one. What's going to go oh, on? Oh, right, yeah. You know when in... we cross in and they're like, oh, it's fine, it's going to be on PS... I know like, we had games like Gun on 360 and Gun yeah. on Xbox yeah, yeah. One. I mean, is it going to be like that? But if this machine can play I... them backward compatible, mm, which way... Yeah, what, what yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is the PS4 Pro able to do one that's just as good as the PS5 or is that not going to be the game that we're playing on? Which is pushing the machine artist? What's going on here, Tom? I think there'll be individual versions. I I really see your point about the backwards compatible. It's like, why don't you just put it in and it upscales things? Um, well, we don't know. That's my yeah. Happens. That's another in which option. case, your PS5 collection kicks off with the PS4 box. Yeah, a bit weird, isn't We've it? been there before, haven't we? Like we buying Wii titles for the Wii U because we didn't really have much to play at Wii U launch, so. I would love to have Ghosts of Tsushima, Tsushima and Horizon Zero Dawn uh, 2 as launch titles on the PS5. I think that would sell some big monies for Sony. Mm. How about yourself? What would you want to see on their day one? I'm intrigued by Ghosts of Tsushima. It looks fantastic. We might get a Spider-Man 2. I would love that, but I think it might be a little bit early. Well, we'll but then it. the engine's built. There you go. I, Question, Tom. Moving on. Yeah, moving on away on. from the the Druckmann delay. Bit of controversy in the bunker this week. Some money's gone missing out of Mumsy's purse. That's it. And your piggy bank's been smashed. Ugh. And Lord Ponsilbury's copper jar has been pilfered. Has this got anything to do with the next bit of news, Tom? It has. My hands have been. Court. Can a grown Red. man have too many Link Amiibo? A quick glance at his book ju- bookcase suggests that he's got room for at least a couple more. But getting your hands on them can be hard work. If you missed out on that gorgeous Link's Awakening Amiibo and can't find it anywhere, well, that particular NFC figure might still be eluding. Tom, that <laughs> Nintendo's official UK store has put several hard-to-find Amiibo figures from the Legend of Zelda series back up for order. While several unfortunately still out of stock, if you're quick, you'll find pre-orders for the Majora's Mask Link, Young Link, Twilight Princess Link, <laughs> Ocarina of Time Link, Smash Bros Link, Super Bros 
uh, Smash Brothers Zelda, Wind Waker Zelda, Gallandorf, Sheik, Bokalobin. Is that how you pronounce that, Tom? Bokoblin. Uh, we've collected them all for your convenience. And uh, if you've got any gaps, Tom, now would be the time to uh, get down there and get them filled in. Well, do you want to know the best thing about this story that you've obviously spent a lot of time reporting on? Yes. I did actually pre-order two of those from the Nintendo UK store in the summer because they said they were coming back into stock for this time. And I've genuinely forgot that I did that until now. I'm good to you, aren't I? You are. You've made my uh, made my week. And also Super Smash Bros. Is that the 80s band version? Yeah. Where they basically fight each other to the death. No, it's where it's the... Like Smash Hits was like a publication can... in the 80s which collected all the sort of oh, pop musicians okay. together. Yeah. And this is <laughs> like Super Smash Hits Bros. Okay. So it's the Bros version. So you go down, PlayStation 4 version's got Bros on the front. Xbox version has Duran got... Duran Duran DLC? Maybe. They're a little bit personally, mate. I think they're a little bit too uh, highbrow ah, okay. for such a, a low-rate play. <laughs> I think the Xbox get Jason Donovan and the Nintendo gets uh, <laughs> Kylie or Sonya. It's a special limited edition release. Sounds sounds uh, an epic brawl for all. And um, Google Stadia gets uh, Big Fun and Brother Beyond. Mm-hmm. Double Steelbook. Though quite why you'd want them for a streaming game? I don't know. Your knowledge of 80s music eludes me, so we best move on. But before that... (laughs) I don't know where I was going to go with that. I was going to make some sort of reference to you being a small chap doing something that rhymed with some sort of 80s band while I was a bigger boy doing something that rhymed with an 80s band. But the moment's passed us by. Maybe the listeners could come in with their best one around that forum. Very good. Did we miss anything? I'm taking your lines. Literally quite out my mouth. Tom, if we did, and we're more than likely to have done, how do this collected masses in their thousands, how do they stamp down the door? Uh, You can message us on Twitter or Instagram, as a lot of you do, direct message. And you can also reach us at questions at unofficialcontrollerpodcast.com. Before we move on, one little bit of news. We did see it was EGX this... um, Weekend just gone, and um, some good reports of Marvel Avengers coming out of that show. Hmm. And I must admit, it looks a, it looked a great show. Give at, someone um, VIP access to an area <laughs> that's got some stickers. Give them a bag free of goodies. Get a picture f- with our. Uh, get them fired up on a high calorie slush puppy, Tom, and you can have anyone saying anything about anything. That's a very good point. But uh, yeah, we'd like to go next year, wouldn't we, and uh, and get some uh, show floor well, news. I'm not being funny, Tom, but tickets from EGX literally burst through our door like an invitation to Hogwarts for Harry Potter. It was insane. Did they? But we were busy. Press passes as well. We were a bit too busy for them. We Maybe got next time year. For that. Mm. You were opening a quick save in Rochdale, and I <laughs> was filing down my athlete's foot. Important jobs. <laughs> So, what's next, Tom? Next up, we've got the feature. You better gilly up, brother, because we're going under the wire for this one. Uh, The history of Call of Duty. Before we kick off, I just want to say... Oh, wouldn't it be... Do you know what would be really cool? If we'd prepared this a little bit better than we have, 
and we both we had that noise of like of the nightscapes turning on and we could have both gone in why don't you edit out what you just said and then we'll edit in the night vision and we could be like going dark that's what we should have done let's do it listeners imagine this it's the best I can do Tom going dark Wow. And that's my very average Hang Captain on Price impression. No, that wasn't Captain Price. Or was that Price? actually him? That was Major in. Tom. Major Tom. In Bef- his younger days. Before we slip under the wire into the feature, let's all strap in the back of the Huey that we're in, Tom. Lights are on red. We look to Major Tom for an inspirational beg. Give it to us. I can't. For beg. I can't, mate. I was going to be all serious because I just want to say before the feature... Um, What's not serious about the beg? Oh, the bag. The bag for listens. Yes. He's, 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 he doesn't want to do it tonight. Why can't we wheel him out? Every, like... <sighs> okay, back in your box, Major Tom. What information do you have to part, impart to us? Uh, please go on your podcast provider, whoever, however you listen to us. Leave a review. Ooh. Five stars, preferably. Um, leave us some comments. It'd be, be great. Um, and give us a like, subscribe, share. Tell all t- your friends. Tell all your friends. Don't keep us as your personal little favourite podcast. You know that friend of yours on the Bus Likes podcast. Why don't you tell him about us? Absolutely. Selfish little brat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and with the grovelling done. Grovelling and uh, almost we just hidden wanna... rage from me. Stealth rage. We just want to say before we kick off, Call of Duty is based on... Wars and warfare. I just want to say a big thank you to the armed forces and everyone oh. who serves and who, who has served. Oh my God, Tom. So. Okay. Giving this, me the salute. This is an audio podcast, so you just better believe that I've got my arm at right angles. I'm doing a damn fine salute. He knows all the salutes, unlike me, who only knows how to play soldier on the PlayStation. In his realistic shit. But no, we, uh, we appreciate everything you do so we can stay at home and pretend. Got to ask you this, Tom. In your push for a realistic shooter, why don't you want a one-hit death game? I, that's why I do prefer hardcore mode on COD games. Cause it, not because of the realism, just because it's, 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 it's more fun that you haven't hit someone six times and they're just running round. Picture the scene, multiplayer. Okay. Depending on where the bullet makes contact with your body, yeah. depends on whether you're killed or wounded. If you're wounded, you can lie there, and they 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 allow a prerequisite time for whichever wound that you've got, and your mates have got to reach you and drag you before you die. I, do you do you, if you get killed in your dream COD game? Yeah. Does it deactivate you from the server until tomorrow? <laughs> I think. Um... I was going to get to this at the the end of the feature, which we'll still touch on. Is is um, features we'd like to see implemented in in future? Well, let's titles. save that because, yeah. as always, Tom, I'm very unorthodox. I've turned your script right. upside down. It's and okay. I've turned it inside out. Let's kick things off. The history of Call of Duty. This week's feature is a discussion around the history of Call of Duty. As always, you guys got in touch to share those war stories, questions, or thoughts. Mm. The battlefield is quiet, and the Spartans, legends, guardians, and heroes. Tremble because there's a giant on the way. Call of Duty is back, looking better than ever with the latest entry, a reboot of suits to the suit sorts to the <laughs> modern warfare series. You see, Call of Duty wants its King of Shooters crown back and it's here to make some casualties of its rivals, with Fortnite flying higher than ever within the battle royal genre. 
It certainly is. Mm. Um, so yeah, Cody's back, and uh, Cody's uh, taking it back to basics. Wait, uh, oh, we've we've got a uh, listener comment. Fresh well. recruit stood bristling to attention, Tom. Very bad shining. Looks like he's a member of the Unglorious Bastards. What's he got to say for himself? Who is it, first of all? Private what? Private my gaming space. <laughs> They're got? all going to be privates tonight. They will, yes. We might upgrade one to like, I don't know, you'll have to give me some of your military spiel. Um, memories of COD, you say? Hmm. Played the first one, died, rage quit, never played it again. Only problem is, I do this with every other COD release. I love that. I think that was really it made me chuckle. That did when I read it. He but um, he's the sort of guy that burns himself, forgets for a year, then burns himself again. He does. Uh, Cod is taking it back to the basics and the gritty realism it was originally known for. But before we take a look at the latest entry, let's stroll down memory lane and look at the early days. Call of Duty, some of our series favourites. Now, Tom, deep in your research here, I yeah. think we uh, both came to the stunning realisation that that Medal of Honor stalwart on the PlayStation 1 actually spawned some developers or programmers from there to crawl off themselves and develop the Call of Duty it franchise. It did, yes. So kicking off, the very first in the series came on October 29, 2003, simply titled Call of Duty. It launched on Microsoft Windows and borrowed much from the Medal of Honor series and focuses on viewpoints from the Soviet, American, British theatres of World War II. Uh, fun fact, it also appeared on the Nokia Engage, if you remember that. Got we, one. All, we all know what happened there. Your love of the dying handhelds. Best handheld I've ever had. Better than the Vita. Precursor to the Switch. <laughs> so true. Don't come slapping us, you'll get slapped. <laughs> uh, the game was very well received and gave a real emphasis on squad-based gameplay with advanced AI for the time, helping you computer-controlled allies behave in a more realistic manner. The game finally found its way onto consoles. I know what you're going to say. We'll get to that. Found it onto uh, consoles in 2009 when it released as a digital code for anyone picking up the fantastic Modern Warfare 2. But let's keep it in the World War II theatre for now as we move on to one of mine and George's favourite uh, in the series, Call of Duty 2. Released originally on Microsoft Windows in 2005, but the day that we remembered here at Unofficial Controller was the cold night of December 2nd, 2005. Call of Duty became one of our must-have launch titles for the brand new Xbox 360. We both had seen firsthand the game running on the Xbox 360 game pods in our local game station, stood in amazement at the trailer that played and the start using in-game graphics that dazzled those fantastic smoke effects and a real feel for just being an everyday soldier from some of the main allied factions thrust into hell on earth. To us, this featured one of the best campaigns and at the time, truly next-gen. Others must have felt the same as the game went on to sell a whopping, whooping 250,000 copies on 360 in the first week and has sold a massive 5.9 million copies to this day. Mm. your memories of that. To me, that's the best one they ever made. I know, I think, um, I think I'd probably agree for the, the campaign. It was just, just awesome, wasn't it? True... Like felt like a proper next gen game or shiny new and effects. that was one that was made by the proper team, and then after Infinity that, Ward. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Well, don't, after that, don't it be all spoiling just the went script. a little bit super on soldier. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, okay. Um, yeah, the the uh, the laughter heard there during the uh, advanced AI of Call of Duty when it originally released made us chuckle a bit because 
we have memories of Call of Duty 2 where the <laughs> you, McGregor, the stereotypical Scottish soldier, is there just taking bullets like he's uh, the Terminator. He's not bothered. Uh, is he? he is not bothered. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like your allies can't die. So obviously the realism has to be suspended a little bit. But it, it certainly made you feel a bit more of a team. Um, oh, not, no other game has made you feel like just a normal I don't, show. Probably uh, Brothers in Arms is up there for us, I think, with uh, Call of Duty 2 to... To make you feel the sort of squad-based bond of, of uh... if we're talking World War Two shooters, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'd agree. And it's a shame we never saw more of those. I think, yeah, it is because that's got to be. You allude to this later in the script. Yes, I've read ahead, or have I got a time machine? I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But full spectrum warrior for me. Again, you know the bits where they interact with each other. It's a bit hammed up and cliched. Yeah, uh, I. I I've got it in the shelf and I think oh, I'm going to play that again and I watched a trailer or like a gameplay video of the first sort of five minutes and I was like oh god <laughs> oh my god take me to the cheese counter at Tesco's and order me the biggest slice of cheddar yeah I think you got to remember with Call of Duty as well is um, it, it's an, it, they're action movies rolled into a video game and I don't think there's anything wrong with that if, if that's your poison then go ahead They're action movies, but you every they're like a John Wayne you, you WWE want, you, you two want film. Tick to be more. I want more realism. No, I don't. I, I'm not. I, I don't. When I say realism, I don't want this like futuristic Moonraker knockoff that they're trying to that they were trying to push a few years ago. I don't want stupid coloured gun camos, and I just I don't know. I guarantee you now. By the time they get round to the third iteration of this reboot, oh, I wish I'd do something different. No, I never... Like, you just stop playing it for a bit until there's one that kind of takes your fancy. Okay. Tom, I think we've meandered down that route enough. Another it, man who's grown a little I was tired say, of... There's a young man waiting at the door, ready to salute his generals. In you come. Quick march. Private Pictures 79. Actually, before we launch in, this generous chap has offered up the listeners the chance to get 10% off in his shop. Yes. And I just need to get those loyal listeners. So, if the loyal listeners go to Comic Pictures 79 on Etsy, no space, forward slash, I believe, and they type in the word podcast... 10% 10% off. That's very generous of him. Did you know that that man also organises, well, I should have worn it today because I received it in the post the other day, The Tester, and it was Thunder Road. I've got an official, unofficial controller podcast t-shirt. And going forward from this point, if you want an unofficial controller t-shirt, unofficial controller podcast t-shirt, with any member of the village or any member of the artwork that you've seen on or around Instagram, you can make that happen. Really? Also, the winner. Now, Tom, as official as we are, I think you need to just muse on this. And at the end of the show, or before listener Stingray, you need to announce to us a winner. Is it that time? It's that time. It's that time. Okay. Don't don't react yet. No, no. You're an I army. Think we both, I think we both had one. You're a super army soldier, so keep your powder dry. Oh well, I think now we both we've had one, didn't we? Now we've plumped up uh, private comic pictures seventy nine. 
we'd better uh, we'd better have something good to say, Tom. Do you want to read out his statement? Yeah. Uh, so he goes to say, I played a lot of uh, Call of Duty 3 and Modern Warfare with both of the esteemed hosts of this very, uh, very good podcast. And boy, <laughs> and gone from good, mediocre to good, so we're, we're doing well. And boy, did we have some great nights. As I mentioned in a conversation recently, we were a very f- effective search and destroy team. Uh, idioms were made and are still used to this day. However, that turned out to be the absolute pinnacle of the series as far as I'm concerned. It was all downhill from there. Too fast, too twitchy, and too much stuff in the sky. Too many kids whose parents have let them get an 18-plus game and take it way too seriously. Every year we hear the same guy saying, yeah, but this year it's going to be great again. This guy right here. But it's never anything more than the same old problems wrapped in a shiny new package, and it's never going to be as good as it was. Games are moving on, and to be fair, given the development time and money that could be used on something else, so should Call of Duty. Stern words from uh, private pictures. Um, private pictures we, is a killer. we will get to probably the point of where we want to see it go towards the end of the feature so we'll move on um, next up we look at Call of Duty's first double into the modern day military setting the bear moth that is the original and some say the best modern warfare releasing on November 2007 the game smashed anything in its path to prove online shooters were here and here to say, stay. It was the highest selling game of the year worldwide with massive uh, 7 million copies. What's more impressive is it released in November. No. I'll stop. I'll start again. I don't know why November was such an it's issue. It's okay, for me. mate. It's not the listener's thing. It's not the Stingray's boot. It's fine. It's not. I got a bit of performance anxiety there, didn't I? What's more impressive is it released in November, so achieved this in just two months. It featured an impressive campaign, with many of us enjoying some of the standout missions, such as All Gillied Up, a masterclass in how to do a sniper mission, and also the swift and ferocious Crew Expendable, featuring Britain's best, the SAS, and the legendary Captain Discount Price. <laughs> Enough of the campaign, the real excitement for most came from many, many nights of elation and furious anger in the shapes of Modern Warfare's multiplayer. In online battles where grown men were sent into fits of rage as 14-year-old brats screamed down the mic about your mumsies as they picked you off and no-scope headshots. It all still felt worth it though as friendships were formed and you felt like a team, with clan tags, emblems showing you weren't a squad to be messed with, or at least not on a good night. However... Whoever could, would forget pinging the perfect headshot on Crash or the absolute chaos of shotguns and SMGs at plenty on shipment. Good times. A mouthful. Yeah. Bomber or two missing there, but we got through it. Now, who are you wheeling in now? Who's this young upstart here? Tom? Finster Gamer. His shoes are a disgrace. His laces aren't laced properly. His berry badge is upside down. He's got a rusty March him out and bring him back in again. This boy needs to learn respect. Back in. Back in, Finster Gamer. Private Finster. Private Finster. <laughs> I really enjoyed the Modern Warfare 2 campaign, but that's about the extent of my interest in Call of Duty. I've always been more into the Battlefield series as the multiplayer seems more gritty and grown up with its vehicles and destructible environments. Call of Duty multiplayer feels a bit arcadey with kill streaks and kids running around with bright pink guns. Mm. Some very good points made there, and I think there might be stuff for you to look at in the new uh, Modern Warfare. I'm glad Private Finster Gamer came in. Found out the other day. Demon Souls finished two hours zero deaths. Really? Mm-hmm. Did he do it with a uh, uh, unofficial controller? With one of the analog sticks irreparably damaged. Really? Mm. And the Loads roll- of drift on it, so it's just like countering the drift all the time. And he actually went into said controller and deactivated the roll button. 
A killer, Tom. Absolutely. No remorse shown with the Finster. Well, uh, next year's iteration went back in time with uh, Call of Duty World at War. Um, just a quick quote. Did you ever play this one? Is this the Japanese-based one? Yeah, uh, like sort of the Pacific. A front. little bit. I don't know if it's my mind playing tricks on me, but did that have an elephant level? No, I don't I don't believe so. I remember like there was a lot of flamethrowing going on. Am I getting like... this confused with Medal of Honor Rising Sun? <sighs> Goodness knows. I don't know. Um, I didn't think Cod World at War that. was uh, its shiniest pinnacle, that's for sure. But uh, don't no, it, it was the, um, the Pacific Theatre, Tom. Yeah, uh, with its World War Two setting brought back yet again, uh, some saw this as a bit of a step backwards, but it definitely became a popular entry with the multiplayer model and leveling system transferred over from Modern Warfare. I'm sure, many fans will remember the uh, the dreaded dog kill streak <laughs> running rampant on an enemy team. World at War was developed by Treyarch, the star in the yearly swapping of studios, Infinity War, Infinity Ward at Treyarch, to improve the development time allowed for each entry. Uh, so the big sequel, though, came in 2009, Modern Warfare 2, and the uh, infamous Russian terrorist airport mission title, No Russian, which saw you give the option to gun down civilians. Although upsetting and probably uncalled for, the point was proved that there is no such thing as bad press. The sequel up the ante in every way with a gripping story and restored multiplayer. No Russian. How many people did you kill when you played it? None. Snap. An effective lesson. Yeah. I think that level says a lot about people as gamers. It, it like Yeah, that got bad press, but you didn't have to fire one round in that level. Mm-hmm. We we've had this discussion on GTA, haven't we? It's like you get people who play and all just mow down pedestrians. It's just mayhem. Yeah. Um, then you get me stopping at traffic lights, applying the handbrake. Oh yeah, not to do you a turn. Definitely that guy to stop me sliding backwards down a hill. <laughs> Always thinking to. Good man. Next up was uh, a flight into Saigon and the Cold War era with the first entry in the Black Ops series. The game had a fantastic story full of twists and turns and introduced us to some great new characters, including Alex Mason and Master Sergeant Frank Woods. That name seems straight out the uh, <laughs> match. Go get the macho biscuit tin. <laughs> yeah, straight out of the Predator uh, roll call, isn't it, that one? Here's a guy who's on remedials, though, Tom. Private NSP. You want to wheel him in? What's he got to say? I say wheel him in. I seem to say everyone gets wheeled yeah. in. Retro Gamer Thomas. But this guy's going to march in under his own steam. Um, NSP, my first memory of COD is playing it with Tom in a 1v1 back when I was at school and cleaning house. He says clean house. He he struggled against the Grandmaster. Fell in love with the franchise, then think it was uh, Call of Duty 3 uh, that he played next. Went out and got myself uh, Modern Warfare on release and kept playing them every year up until Ghosts. But um, the new one has really got my attention again and I'm really looking forward to it. Mm. Well, we're nearing the end of our look back at Call of Duty's founding footsteps. It's important to note, in our opinion, the series has lost its way over the passing years with microtransactions and same old gameplay loops making the game feel like the standard yearly update, choosing to rely on celebrity cameos from Kit Harrington, Conor McGregor, Kevin Spacey, to name a few. Don't forget Lewis Hamilton, Tom. You know, <laughs> He's your engineer up in space when you need him. Oh, wait, maybe forget that last name. Many, many fans have grown tired. Not not Lewis Hamilton, obviously. <laughs> uh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, well-known Formula One driver. 
Many fans have grown tired of future war settings and the world running shenanigans, taking them away from what made Call of Duty the king of online shooters. So we've come full circle and series back with Modern Warfare Reboot. The game is looking like a graphical powerhouse with a new engine built from the ground up to go with the equally impressive audio. Trust us, get a quality set of headphones for this one. Stingray's doing a discounted offer on some Bluetooth. Yeah. China Miner headphones he's got. China Miner. Yeah, I don't know. Are they as good as Turtle Beach? Maybe not. Uh, no, I, I I think the box said that they're a Terrapin <laughs> Lagoon. So, an impressive make, if anything. <laughs> Love it. The Terrapin Lagoon headset. Yeah. Never has an unofficial headset. Sponsoring so the unofficial controller headset for all your headset online needs. Terrapin Lagoon. The new entry also features a new large battle mode. So, Fincer the gamer, pay attention. Um... Similar to Battlefield, called Ground War. I have played this in uh, the beta and enjoyed it very much. Uh, it's where you can take part in 30 versus 30 epic battles. Uh, Spec Ops, the co-op mission-based mode, returns, with survival mode being a PS4 exclusive for a whole year. The icing on the cake, though. In this site, you will be able to uh, do cross-play. So you can team with your friends online from PC, Xbox, or PS4. Uh, please listen in next week and I'm going to be bringing you my first impressions of the new Modern Warfare Tom as always you forget the name of your own feature love leave all there next week we bring in the new Call of Duty and place it in the trap which we like to refer to as love leave all there we'll do that we'll bring the feet that uh, part of the show Mumsy pull back the metal grate on the (laughs) lair pit we've got another one coming in well, sending us to the bridge. Oh, the gamer's Bermuda. Private the gamer's Bermuda. We don't leave any man behind. No one left behind. Dragging his wretched split-in-half body, his lower intestines spilling all over the studio floor, we bring him to safety. And as he cries for his mum, as Tom, or his mumsy, as he's an unglorious fast steward, he says this in his gasping breaths. I think the first COD I played was COD 4 Modern Warfare, but at the time I wasn't allowed to play COD COD because it was M-rated. My mother wouldn't let me play it. I borrowed it from a friend and I would wait for my mum to leave for her afternoon run (laughs) and would play. I only played an hour. She would leave for two hours and she never knew. Wasn't even suspicious. I did that every single day until it finished. Good times. I pulled some solid snake action back then. (laughs) Gamers Bermuda, I'm a little bit scared that Mumsy went out and you pulled some solid snake. Always for the innuendos. But he, we keep it PG. Did he we write that? PG. He did write that. He did write that. I didn't know whether he was inserting an in. By the fact I've said he's inserted an innuendo, I've just inserted an innuendo. You uh, have. Uh, do you reckon, going on that, that he wasn't old enough to play, he was one of those kids that drove us up the wall with uh, the Mumsy... Uh, potty talk and, and various slurs. Unfortunately, most children got upset and felt sort of antagonised by Mumsy calls, but having known how many times she's been around the village, Tom, it was like a war off <laughs> the ducks back to us. Back, wasn't <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, get in line. Yeah. <laughs> Mumsy, get in line, mate. You know, Stingray's first, Lord Join the club. second. Don't worry about it. I did it all before. Before we go, Tom, what brave new direction would you like to see call of duty visit next well we discussed this earlier didn't we very briefly i i would definitely love to do them see them do something completely different i don't think they ever will because you're going to alienate that really core audience who buy it every year 
and want the same thing over and over. They want to, there's all, they're already kicking off that there's no prestige system on the new one. Um, pause, but anyway, pause for a minute. What's up? I want to set a scene. Picture this. Right. Sit down, buckle up, because you're going to love this. Okay. Is this is this what your dreams of what it would be? Call of Duty, Empire at War, Napoleonic Call of Duty. Oh, mate, we've discussed this. Yes, you know it's good. We, we've, we, I know it's good, but who's going to want to fire a one-shot musket? Come to me when you've solved that problem, and I will, Maybe, take, but, I will take us to Activision's door. Well, wouldn't it be great to see with software... And simulation, as in us playing it. I think it could work in VR. What would it be like? What would Warfare have been like? I mean, are you going to get that close to someone, miss, and then you're both standing the gun on its butt end? And yeah, you're, like, you're going to go, oh. go for the melee attack, aren't you? Well, I wonder if you're also, as you fire, you've then got to do a, a button combination while someone else fires above you because you could fire in those waves like poof and then they stand down and then you stand up and poof and then you stand down and they stand up and like poof. Is this a dream you've had of when you were featured in the military series Sharp with Sean Bean? I don't know if Mumsy left it Wars. playing. She got a rent. That lot. definitely needs renting out the boot, doesn't it? Well, she rented it last week set, and I she? think when Hair Crowder spilt the career so maybe this is when Call it of Duty went. Empire at War came to me. I like it. I do like it and I'm very keen. Um, that's a, that's a, a question for the there's age. A, there's a level where you play a Marine at the Battle of Trafalgar and you're up, in, you're up in the rigging moving around being a sniper trying to take people down off the decks. He's clearly not had much time to think about this one, has he? Crowther poured the career soap actually in the air vent. It, not did near it. it. And you're just there living your best Napoleonic <laughs> War life. Like, red jacket. The way I see it, you don't need VR, my friend. You just need a badly working ventilation system and a strange ex-German... Uh, well, he's not ex-German, he is German, but of... A- Ex-party member. Yeah. <laughs> Finding refuge here, who's determined to give me fever dreams on a nightly basis. Mm. A man who is known. So after that epic rant, which no doubt will get turned into an MP3, so fans can listen to it on a loop. Call of Duty, picture the scene. Call of Duty. What would you do if Activision released that in a couple of years? Thank them and buy it. I would, but I think we'd be going up there with, um, with. uh, What's his name? The lawyer in the village? Lionel, um, not Lionel Blair. Careful. Maybe he could be. Maybe he is the lawyer in the no, village. No, 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 no. He got, he got, no, he did. PCSO Ross Kemp told Lionel Blair to come to the village to retire. And then he did at the night school. Yeah. In the village hall. He got himself some legal doctorate. So he's did he? technically the lawyer of the village now. Lionel okay. Blair. Okay, new character. He's... As arrived. Comic pictures, listen in. Get your notepad. Yeah. Go start looking for pictures of Lionel Blair. Lionel Blair, attorney at law. Hanging up his shoes, taking down his law gown. He's the man who can, <laughs> and he will win. It says here in the script that you're looking for a tactical shooter like Full Spectrum Warrior. Yeah, that was uh, sort of my thoughts, is maybe getting to a different gameplay sort of design full spectrum even if they did it as like an offshoot franchise as we sometimes see with with big companies is just give a part of your dev team some money give them some time just let them 
you laugh, but it would be good to Here's see. Here's some money. We'll come back in a year. Where's the money? Oh, yeah. What have you got to show Where's... for it? Uh, 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 <laughs> someone did a drawing of a cat. <laughs> that sounds like a conversation had for uh, WWE 20, uh, 20K. 22K 2020. 20, whatever it's called. <laughs> It's got about 20 polygons in the game, I think. Been made by people drinking too much 2020. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. That's good times on that feature. Um, we hope you enjoyed well, that. next up in my script, Tom, it's the outro. So you better hang on. Have really? you been meddling with the script because you want to go home? You've Probably, yeah. In early. Normally after the feature, listeners, we go to the section we call Listener's Stingray. Tom, are we allowed to... Give the listeners that little bit of time in the sun, or are you determined to make sure that you're the only celebrity around here? Um, you better lead in while I catch up. Well, I'm miles behind you, so tell them for a moment how they would find this said Stingray's right. boot. Uh, guys and girls listening, so you're going to go onto Instagram, going to go onto tags, type in hashtag Stingray's boot. Then they're going to click on recent, and then they're going to find... Daddy's I've done there. the dreaded mistake. Never put Stingray's boots. It's just Stingray's boot. Told you. Well, bookmark that for later. Okay. <laughs> so I hear it's pretty good. So remember, the new rule is no multiple readouts unless it's something exceptional. I don't know if you've noticed. Now, we're at 956 entries into the wow. boots currently. Oh, now he says wow. When we reach 1,000, we'll say thank you very much. I would say one thing, Tom. Your constant bashing of Stingray's boot has reduced it down to a mere handful of survivors. Is this PG? You're an absolute pole. Loyal listeners, beaten out of the show and down the road by your... There's one loyal listener who will never give up. He is like Mr. T himself. He will get the job done. He's, he is the muscle of the Unglorious Bastards. Daddy Zillerati. He's back. In. And look at that that selection there. He's picked up Legends of Wrestling See, too. Yeah, but read on. Who's he picked him up for? Devin Zilla. Ah, man. He knows how to raise his kids. Devin right. Zilla, stand to attention. Private Devin Zilla, you've been promoted to Corporal First Class. That's right, son. Stand with your back straight, your, lead, your heels together, and pop us off Pretty solid-looking salute, proper bloke. Hey, you know he's in the Scouts? Yeah. He's been doing well raising money for charity, mate. Good lad. Don't know why Good an Australian lad. guy decided to do charity. Brett Dundee's brother. Yes. Look out, Tom. Mash's game room. He's gone and got himself a mini coin-op of Mortal Kombat 1. Very nice. Very cool-looking yeah. thing. Even got a little hole in the front of the case there, so you can play it while you're in uh, Target or wherever it is, Walmart, that he bought it from. Stuck in the pass lane, Tom. Loyal listener, you've probably never heard of him before, but he does pictures in the style of a Polaroid. And on this one, he's done Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube, and underneath it, he's written, and this is PG, listeners, Forking Hell. If you're unsure and there's an algorithm running, that's Foxtrot Oscar Romeo Kilo India November Golf Hell. I know my accent probably made that sound like a swear word. Tom, you better pull on a witch doctor's clothes and utter the first utteration. Do it now. Sharaban. 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 <laughs> What's he got here? Uh, he's got his Neo Geo Pocket Collection. Has he got my favourite game? What would that be? 
There's a baseball game on it. I can't quite remember oh. what it's called. I've got it myself, but zooming in on his collection, he doesn't. You've got it. a Neo Geo, or you got the said game on something else? No, I've got Neo. Geo, I've got a Neo Geo Pocket Color. Oh, the man has a great collection. Who knows what mysteries he holds? <laughs> uh, next up, we've got Podgy Podge. Yes, and she is the winner of a loot pile from Mark.Garage.Gamers. Very generous awesome. of him. Awesome. And she's won herself some a Joker poster. Looks like that a Rogue poster's ace. Yes, a Rogue One uh, coaster, a yep. mini PS4. Uh, what else has she got in there? What's that? Uh, some Pokemon cards. Pokemon cards, Call of Duty, some stickers or something. Avatar like that. DVD. Oh yeah, Heavy Great Rain selection. Transform Great Heavy selection. Rain on the PS3. Podgy Podge has a PS3 as well, and I don't think she's played Heavy Rain so. Good stuff all round. Radbash Gaming. Now, Tom, have you played that? We've talked about it on the show. Have the you Turtles played, game. Yeah, have you played Turtles in Manhattan? No. Have you, uh, have I don't you dabbled know back on it? I, I went on it today, I, this morning. I thought it was couch co-op. It's not. It's online co-op only. That's a daft decision, it's isn't ridiculous. it? Very silly. Every time I want to talk to people about it, though, I end up calling it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Made in Manhattan. <laughs> the famous J-Lo movie where she's a maid in Manhattan. Is uh, she the April O'Neil in it? I, I don't know. Again, it, it's April a creosote fueled fever dream. I've got absolutely no idea. He's off his head on creosote. Do you know, what, do you know who I miss? Who? In your bid to go more mainstream. Yes. I miss the village. It was our USP. If the village... If the, the listeners want to see more of the village people and, and uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> not the actual village people. Oh, dear. What Fell with Lionel me. Blair, the village people and PCSO Russ Kemp? It's the place to be. I think you'd be uh, you'd be like fourth in line to open the Quickie Mart when it opens. Yeah. Who's your favourite villager? Ooh. That's a question. I quite like Hair Crowder because it's my creation. Uh, yes. I'm a fan of the PCSO Ross Kemp. Yeah. But I don't know who invented this problem. You invented that was a, That was a meism, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, who else do we like? Uh, I was going to say James, but he's real. He is real. So. Good boy. Stingray. Stingray is the immortal, isn't he? He is. Here's the mainstream answer, though. That's what the mainstream. You know, I'd love to see in Stingray's boot over the next coming weeks before you kill it off like a dog that's been hit by a car. Uh, I'd love to see someone send in a picture of them wearing some unofficial controller merch, one of the villagers, as a plea. You know, don't don't do this to them because I feel that's that what we want to see. If you want Christmas, to save the village, the Christmas special is going to be a three-hour epic, basically of us surviving a plane crash in the bunker because we're safe down here. Yeah. While hundreds are slaughtered <laughs> with spinning uh, jet propulsion blades and, you know, frozen jet fuel all over, people on fire. Everywhere. Hair crowd, yeah. getting PTSD flashbacks. The to black box World dropping on Brian's head. There's yeah. definitely something he can't mend. <laughs> what, his uh, own head or yeah, what? Yeah, his own head. He's just, <laughs> yeah, head. gone. The wagon and horses smashed. Dev's Babs up in flames. Oh, God. Kebab Deb's... grease everywhere. That's a, that's an ignitable source in itself. Do you think we've reminded everyone enough of all the characters, subtly? Well, I, I didn't, yeah, I never thought of that, really. Who else have we got? STS Fonco. I don't follow them, so I'm going to follow them now, and I'm going to like their picture. 
They've got a jet set radio collection and a half there, Tom. Look at that. Very nice. Um, oh, under your rules. Got to skip the next two. Oh, really? Have we had Rad Bash Gaming? Oh, I want to give him another shot. There. Rad Bash Gaming, picking up some uh, some DVDs, DVDs? and play, PlayStation 1 games. Gran Turismo, the original. No Country for Old Men, that's a good film. Well, Under Siege 2, that's a definite Stingray's boot pickup, isn't it? You know when things aren't that successful and they're straight to video? When things are really <laughs> unsuccessful, they're straight that's to That's mainly, boot. it shouldn't be straight to video, it's straight to Stingray's boot. Straight to Stingray's boot. Uh, Re- Ash Games Room. No, wait. Who you got? I've got the immortal retro gamer Thomas. Are you not in with him, or has he blocked Sorry, you? Sorry, no, he's blocked I've, you, hasn't no, he? No, I have. I, I've just uh, seen. So he's picked up a copy of the new version of Grid for the PS4 and a, a PSP sort of collection that I've also got, which is like the 16-bit EA game. So Wing Commander, Desert Strike, Road Rash, Syndicate, and a oh, load cool. more. Mutant League Football, all on Desert one. Desert Strike, that's a great mm, game. All on one. Uh, on one. UND. Um, do you think those are like? Uh, like olives and, and olive oil with balsamic vinegar for dipping. They're his, like, to wet his appetite. Oh, I see. Before, They're like an Before a big, yeah. Oh, right, an appetizer. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, so he's picked up those as some snacks and he's going to yeah. play grid? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Retro Visions. Uh, got himself the video game cartridge. Another Nick Cone? Hmm. <laughs> Danny plays... Thank goodness for Danny Play. FIFA 98. So good. Look in the background though, Tom. Surprised you didn't pick up on that. That's a Pokemon. It is. Gotta catch them all. Let's read it out. Feels like ages since I last had a pickup post. You're right, Danny. We missed you. Life is so busy, just not had been just haven't been finding great things. Then this turned up today. I promise. What are the chances? Finding two N64 64s barely a few months apart in the same town. This one was much cheaper but boxless with not so good games, but I'm still happy. Also found that amazing Solgaleo toy. It's huge and probably my favourite Pokemon figure I've found to date. What have you yeah. picked up lately, Tom? Uh, the Amiibo that you reminded me of earlier, oh, which I'll oh, be awaiting for. Good save. Yeah. Uh, Ash Games Room. Got the Dreamcast collection. Yeah, that's, 360. Um, that's pretty ace. I remember that coming out. Yeah. You feel old yeah, now, do you? I do. Um, we never tempted to pick that one up. You were a big Dreamcast fan. So. I don't think I had a 360 when that came out. Ah, or if okay. I did, I probably already had those games. There was a lot of games back in that day as well, like 360 PS3. There was just stuff out every week. I mean, there is now, but it, it just felt like so much got buried under um, everything else. Mark Garage Gamers. I tell you what, he's done well. Yeah, it's a nice selection. He's got Silent Bully. Scope. Bully, Red Card, Flat Out Total Carnage, Trivial Pursuit. I used to love Silent Scope in the arcade with the massive sniper. I remember it being pretty good on the PS2 as well, you know. Yeah, I think, I don't think we ever got a sniper rifle for it, but I think you could use your light gun Mm, in some bizarre way. Your two Mickey Mouse hosts didn't make it down to EGX, but someone did. My Game in Space, keeping it real, Tom. Picked up a couple of games as well. Terminator on the Game Boy, Terminator 2 on the Game Boy. And Destruction Derby on the PS original. Mate, honestly, you would love EGX. I think there's something for every gamer there. It really is good, and we should support it more, because I hope stuff like that don't go away. Well, we could have gone, but you didn't want to. Well, you said you got homesick. And Mumsy yeah. couldn't come, so... I didn't fancy the big journey to the big city. It's scary. Yeah, scary down When there. it's at Birmingham, you're fine. When it's in yeah. London, too scary. I know my way there, just straight down the motorway, and I'm there. Okay. 
based on your new rules, we've got to skip some of the loyalist listeners that we've ever had, and we arrive at the Barber Who Games, who's got a pickup and a half of PSP legends in my mind. He's got uh, a- Prinny, Death, Dungeon Explorer, Dungeon Maker. He's picked up. What's he got there for the Sam? Alone in the Dark. Mm. I see he's got a proper handheld game as well. What, game Gear game? Yeah. Zelda Link's Double Awakening. Dragon. No one saw that. No one saw a thing. Mark Twigo. I think we've had him. Tom. We're I back. think this week we also had something sent in from a listener. Didn't we? Did I we? believe it was a review. Do you remember that? No. I tagged you in. Oh, of uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica. Now, are we going to read that out now? Or yeah, you He can. seems to think that we're having a Halloween special. Let's save it for next week. Because, uh, sorry listeners, it will be no... Because everybody knows November the 2nd is Halloween. <laughs> um, yeah, Hang we... on a minute. Halloween is, is called Halloween because it's All Hallows' Eve. And that's October the 31st. So we all celebrate the equivalent of Christmas Eve. But the next day... I see your maths. It's Christmas Day. It's Halloween Day. Halloween Day. November 1st. November 1st. So when we come out on the 2nd, we're that cutting edge. Yes. That's the uh, full turn of the wheel, Tom. We will be bringing you our top five horror games for for, uh, next week's episode. You can't be a gaming podcast without doing a Halloween special... A half-year awards show, a full-year awards show. E3 special. Dating games on February. <laughs> oh, do we have to go there? Always. We could do GTA 4 when you take all the people out for dates. And we could do the the, the friend dates as well. The cooking mama. Want to go bowling? Cooking mama? Yeah. It's got a dating element to it? Yeah. Uh, you only well, know because you've played it. I've never played it. Cooking mama. Did you have that? No. It's on my list of things you own but won't admit to. That's all dips in the boot for our listeners, but don't forget to hashtag Stingray's boot or email us for pickups to be read out. Well, another part of the show. We're flying tonight. Tom, I'm applying the boot polish to my face to make sure that I am not seen in the dark, cold evening out there. I'm going to try and surprise the Ray, but I've got a funny feeling he picked up the special edition of COD and therefore, he's got the night vision goggles. <laughs> I stand of course he no will. chance. Prowling down there in the bush at the bottom garden, Tom. There he is, Ray. I can pick him out from the glistening on the buttons of his denim jacket. <laughs> there he is. He thinks he's invisible. I won't let him know otherwise, because I think it would hurt his feelings. It would. He's thrown the headset down, and he's jumped in the silent but deadly bluebird, and he's ripping up the drive. So it's time for me to say, time for a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's Boot Watchness and between some counting naps and the dodgy copy of Battlefront all this week. These are the release highlights for the week October 21st to October 28th, 2019. Listeners, these are out digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be region dependent. Seems a military themed show, Tom, can get me in and out the Stingray intro. You nailed it. Got all the slip-ups out of the way in the feet. Forgot to breathe, I think, uh, at least three <laughs> times, so there you go. Uh, are you going first? Don't start perusing through. Pick your mumsy mumsy now. Well, I can't because I don't know what's out. You've already bought it. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Flipping fool. 
Yeah. Don't pick anything else because you leave me with nothing. You always have to take the big yeah. games. Well, yeah, obviously mine is going to be Modern Warfare. But kicking us off first, we've got Beholder 2 on the PS4. Come on, tell October me October 22nd. This. Every citizen of our great state dreams of working at the Prime Ministry. You are lucky. It's your dream has come true. While you start at the bottom of the career ladder, that is more than many of your fellow citizens will ever achieve. Will you become a diligent and responsible officer decorated by the wise leader himself? Or perhaps a hardline careerist capable of destroying anyone who stands between you and the Prime Minister's seat? Or maybe you're just a whistleblower, but then who sent you and why? Whatever the case, you are now part of the Ministry. From this moment on, no one beyond these walls has ascendance over you. You are free to shape your own future. So what are you going to become? Raging Loop, PS4 Switch, US only at the moment, so buckle in and sit down, US right. listeners, get yourself a copy of this. It's out October 22nd. Immerse yourself in a thrilling psychological horror story taking place in the secluded Japanese village of Yasumizu. A heavy mist surrounds the place, preventing everyone from ever leaving. Ancient gods have come back to hunt the villagers down one by one. The feast has begun. Can you escape the village alive? That sounds, sounds pretty good. Yeah, sounds like good. Though. Sounds like the uh, unofficial controller Christmas special, Tom. <laughs> it does. Tangle Tower out on the PC and Switch, October 22nd. Unravel a thrilling mystery by exploring a strange and twisted mansion, discovering curious clues, interrogating peculiar suspects, and solving unique puzzles. Will you be able to uncover the secrets of Tangle Tower? WWE 2K. No, stop. Don't read this out. No, it, do, no, it doesn't deserve oh, to to I even. Have, do you know what? You do really. You do know the refunding people for this already. Why don't you let me read it out? WWE 2K20 PC PS4 Xbox out October 22nd. Do you want to see what it's like to be inside an inside-out Becky Lynch's head? If you do, <laughs> grab yourself a copy of WWE 2K20. Imagine the smile across people's faces and your own if you just let me have that. Would have been legendary. Have you seen the videos? I'm guessing you have. I have. Teddy's out the pram, storming yeah. off McMahon walk. You're not too happy. It's a shambles, isn't it? You, I feel bad for the developers. Best WWE game I've ever played. Is it? It's better than No Mercy. Really? Mm. No. If, I, if I don't get an email to one of the questions at Unofficial Controller Podcast, by the time the next episode's recorded... WWE 2K20 is the best wrestling game ever made. I don't like rubbishing anyone for any work they do because I couldn't make that game. I wouldn't have the clue, first clue where to start. But you're not, you're releasing that for £50, you should be ashamed of yourselves. Well, I say you're not a games developer. I'd rather, I would happily play Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks over this. <laughs> Cat Quest 2 out on the PS4, Xbox and Switch, October 24th. Following the phenomenal success of Cat Quest, developers The Gentle Bros return to the world of Feelingard, a fantastical land under threat from a continuing war. The only way that listeners are going to find out who you really are is by actually finishing Shaolin, Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. Is that the reveal and true me? Watch the whole of the credits. Mate, I must say, I don't know where I mentioned it, but Mortal Kombat 11... On that free trial was awesome. You did mention it. I did. Good. That's fine. I just want to <laughs> let listeners know you did. You, I breathe yesterday. You did. did. I, yeah, I did. Short-term memory loss. Did you do Cat Quest Two? Where are we? 
I don't know. I'm on <laughs> Door Kickers Action Squad. Now that's a game. For that sounds like win. a title for a Dorman game set in the north. Bizarrely, Tom. In the cities of Door Newcastle Kickers Action Squad. Set in Newcastle, you are a doorman <laughs> looking to protect the wagon and horses from the infidels, the kebab throwers, <laughs> the drinkers, the iron brew sluggers. We should come up with game ideas for developers. I don't know what that was. We better about. do the real one, haven't we? Door Kickers Action Squad out on PS4 and Xbox One, October 24th, with Door Kickers Action Squad, the latest entry to the award winning Door Kickers franchise. Didn't even know it was a thing. Killhouse Games deliver a grandiose. Sounds pretty good. Oh, yeah. Old school side scroller on current gen video games consoles that combines bizarre SWAT action with a touch of strategy and tactics presented in stunning 2D pixel art. In single player, co op multiplayer, players in Nowhere City must kick in a lot of doors, bust up the bad guys, and rescue the hostages. Well, that's getting downloaded. Is it? Yeah. Sounds awesome. Here's my mummy, mummy, then. <laughs> Are you getting it as well? Want to play online? Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. No, you can have it. I don't want to be associated with this absolute nonsense. The stakes have never been higher as players take on the role of lethal tier one operators in a heart racing saga that will affect the global balance of power. Developed by the studio that started it all, Infinity War delivers an epic reimagining of the iconic Modern Warfare series from the ground up. Dusk Diver is an anime-style beat-em-up action game. You'll be playing as Yumo, an ordinary high school girl, to fight with the Guardians against those phantoms who dare to enter the realm of men. October 24th, on the immortal 486 gaming PC, Tom. What you got there? Fallout Legacy Collection. Unfortunately, only available in Europe at the moment. Mm. EU and US getting some exclusives each. Uh... Yeah, this is out October 25th. One huge collection of seemingly every Fallout game to ever released to the to this point. Drag on the overalls and venture into the wasteland, friend. Mm. That's a, That would be a, a good bundle, really. You're getting a lot of money's worth there. Didn't write a description for their bundle, though, did they? So I've mugged that to do it. Yeah. Not great. You couldn't tell, but it was only one line, in and out. <laughs> Killer Queen Black on the Switch. Uh, it's a retail release. It's probably been out before, but it's on October 25th. You can get... The copy for your shelf, Oscat. Panic over. Fight for your hive in the strategic team platformer with three ways to win. Hop on the snail, hoard berries, or wipe out the queen's enemy queen to claim victory. That's another one of those thrilling Switch titles, Tom. Mm. Medieval, though, on the PS4 is looking pretty good. Ooh. October 25th. Uh, relive the original adventure on PlayStation 4. The beloved fan favourite has been completely remade, for, remade from the grave up. Blending classic gameplay with stunning visuals, all in eye-popping native 4K. Well, mm. this is definitely your one next, isn't it? The Outer Worlds, October 25th. The Outer Worlds pre-order. The Outer Worlds is a new single-player sci-fi RPG from Obsidian Entertainment and Private Division as you explore the furthest reaches of space and encounter a host of factions all vying for power. Who you decide to become will determine the fate of everyone in Halcyon in the corporate equation for the colony you are the unplanned variable mm-hmm. well Tom as he roars down the driveway to collect his uh, night vision goggles and then go well, the ba- I heard the battery died on them already they lasted a total of five minutes on that might four. be the supply of Poundland batteries that Stingray <laughs> seems to live off <laughs> and he's going to tear himself he changes batteries like he like his cod um, Avatar changes shotgun cartridges. Ah, well, he needs new batteries. 
and he needs to hurry, Tom, because changing time after completion of Sensei Reyes's yoga takes place in about 30 <laughs> seconds. And if he hurries, he may see Deb's Babs move from her yoga attire into her nighttime attire. Whoa. That's apron and leggings, obviously. Very nice. Those that paid attention at the top of the show, Tom, they're probably wondering, well, they're not in any case wondering this week, what you're hoping to play. I'm obviously going to be playing a lot of Modern Warfare, hopefully. Gonna, I, I'm, I've got it downloaded at home. Um, I'm hoping, well, I'm thinking I'm maybe starting to play some campaign. Be a good place to start. Yeah. Um, What's you for the week, is it? Probably. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to pick up anything else. I really like the look of Outer Worlds, and I'm envious of of people getting to play that. It looks a really good sci-fi epic, and getting some good scores straight out of the bat. Mm-hmm. Um, are you going to be picking that up day one? Probably. Not. Well, obviously not because it's today. No, um, I haven't really got the time again. I'm yeah. afraid. Um, I did forget at the top of the show. Oh, you better ask me if you're done. Are you done? Um, yeah, but I'll get to a point I want to just discuss quickly when I ask you what you've been playing. Well, you want to get to that point now? Yeah. Um, so obviously, in a couple of weeks, Death Stranding is going to be out. You're going to get that straight off the bat. Yeah, probably. I'm intrigued enough by that. There's some early reviews, and beware, listeners, there's spoilers out there already, because it seems like the game is out in the wild. Mm -hmm. Um, So be very cautious of of spoilers. Some people are saying it's one of the best games ever made. It's probably one of those internet hype trains that have been started. Oh, Mumsy's here, Tom. What's up, Mumsy? Oh, Seems like your humble pies are about ready to be munched no, on. She's going to bring it in with a napkin and a couple of those grippy forks. You know, the ones that teach you how to hold a knife and fork properly. Mate, I'll say this. There's some of the best games of all time I don't like, and I know there's some that you don't like. So it's going to be an acquired taste, I still think. Mm. I'll probably get it. Don't get me wrong, it looks good. I just wonder whether it's just too weird. That thing with the... Um, Conan O'Brien and the otter hat and stuff. I don't want to know anymore. I don't want to know anything. Okay. I'm going to be blind. All right. Have you asked me? What are you hoping to play this week? Twice. Probably makes up for the time you once forgot. Oh, yeah, that happened. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot at the top of the show. I don't know why, but I've been compelled. Now, I told you I was obsessing about Dark Souls. Another game I've been obsessing about is the vanilla release. Uh, GTA 4 my mind is split in two halves I can't stop thinking about GTA 4 and I can't stop thinking about Dark Souls you just on about the standard edition GTA 4 mm. do you not fancy like playing it all all the Nico story and then doing those DLCs because they really add a lot and both sets of DLC add to a main mission well, I have in the played story. through and finished 4 before and I've got a save that's probably about 90% complete on Lost in the Damned. Yeah. I've never played the Ballad of Gay Tony. I do want to play through the story of GTA 4 again. Then I might pick up my save on Lost and Damned and then I'll play Ballad of Gay Tony. Mate, it's really worth doing because it there's a mission in the main story of 4 that you will have played. Uh, and I think it's like a heart, oh, heist. Yeah. I hate no- to say this though, but uh, the two characters that end up spinning off and getting their own sort of mini yeah. games, they look totally different in 4 when you get to play that mission. 
while they've been sort of high res up a bit. Yeah, and, you know, a yeah. Lot. yeah. When you see who's the guy who's the protagonist in the Ballad of the Gate Tony, what's his name? I literally was thinking I can't remember his name because there's Johnny. Like when you Kla- see him, when Kablitz. you see him in four in that mission. Yeah. He looks like I keep uh, wanting to say Franklin, but that's the guy in five. Well, he ends up looking like uh, CJ in Sam Ann. Like his uh, face right, is all yeah. badly shaped yeah, yeah. and looks <laughs> terrible. And yeah, is it Johnny Kleeblitz, the biker? Yeah. Yeah, he looks very low res as well. It looks like his uh, stubble's been sprayed on by paint. <laughs> you know, the airbrush man. MS Payne. Yeah. Um, I I have a lot of time for GTA 4. I think it's a wicked game. I just yeah. love the vibe, you know, just the feeling of being... I know that you can't even do that much in it. Yeah. But just the feeling of being in the city. I've never felt so absorbed in a world, even though it's hollow. And I, I have been playing a little bit... I don't know Five why. Five is way more is it detailed. Like, is it an anniversary of so like tenth anniversary of four and twentieth anniversary of three? Because for some reason I pick up on these subliminal messages, and I've been playing the wheels off of three on PS2 as well. That's yeah. an old game now. That mm. that city feels empty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels uh, it feels less populated than True Crime Streets of LA, and that's saying something. Well, rumor is, according to the voice actor from uh, Five. The guy who did Trevor, I think he's on about that. The next one's not going to be that far away. For Rockstar, not far away means probably twenty twenty one. Yeah. No, I think it. I think it'll be probably first year and next gen will be nice. I've heard it's called GTA Six. Farmerton. The Americas. The Americas. Yeah, I've heard that rumor. That'd be pretty cool. Mm. And it's it, it seems to. I don't the, know. The map doesn't have to be that big if they did it in a way that you get on a plane and you fly to another city. I'd like a little bit of in between, like open country, but that's what Red Dead's for. I think you could have the outskirts, like we get in GTA Five. You get like the little bit of des- desert and and um, whatever you want to call it, really. Um, <laughs> well, Descriptive no, as ever. I know, but like where all the nodding donkeys are, the oil fields and. Yeah. The sort of that vibe. It's nice to have a bit of both and you can escape the city and like flee up there. And It'd be nice if they'd have included a uh, ghost town using the Red Dead Redemption uh, art hold, you know, placeholder. And you could stumble across like an abandoned US Western town, but it's actually like one of the towns that... Have... From Red... I think that'd be fantastic. I, I, it'd be a great Easter egg and sort of a town that never got out of the... Yeah, exactly the uh, the era of the Wild West. Maybe even one of the bigger towns as well. Yeah, just for fun. Yeah, Saint Denis is slight. Well, might be a bit strong, but yeah. I, okay, I Black mean, Blackwater. Armadillo's quite small, isn't it? Yeah, it's it, it, in some ways though. It's after Blackwater. It's like the second biggest place in Red Dead One. Oh, true. Well, that's yeah. what it can be then. Yeah. Get yeah, the houses cool. on the phone or whatever they're called. Houses on the houses. phone. Is that yeah. it? Are we done? I think we're done. What else am I hoping to play? Dark Souls. Are you going to Transformers? If you manage to finish Dark Souls one, are you going to go for the trilogy? Is it something you can see yourself playing oh, more of? Um, I said to you, I picked. I I've got somewhere a copy of Demon Souls. I don't know whether I'll regret going I'm, back, but I'd quite like to get that. I'm done. surprised now. Now you're into the the gameplay of it and and the just the game itself. I might drop it by this time next week. I might have yeah. had absolutely as much as any man can take. I really think you would like Bloodborne because it's on the PS4 and it's a lot more user friendly. Telling me it's easier? No, it's not easier. It's it's still very difficult. 
but it's just got some refinements that make it a lot more approachable. Which is which is more friendly, Sekiro? That's, Ooh, that's a good question. This show's old now, isn't it? Do you remember the it Sekiro is. saga? Yeah, getting the name right. Sekiro, what did you call S- it? Sekiro. Sekiro, Sekiro. Sekiro. Seconda watches die twice. There's a joke you never <laughs> thought would get wheeled out two times. That ought to be for the New Year clip show of all the yeah. stupidest things we've ever said. We could put out a nice lazy New Year's Eve You say that, show. but Muggins here and James would have to make it, which would mean listening to I've got, however I've many got episodes. I've got parties to go to, mate. Mate. We also implore everyone to listen back to this podcast at I'm going speed. to I'm going to Jules Holland, anyone on New Year's Eve. He's got me on. Of Tell the listeners. Playing the what... saxophone with... Uh... Oh, God. Really? When I go on like side rants like this, you're like, mm, cut it, mate. I want to play <laughs> COD. Yet you're... A hootenanny with Jules Holland. You're not just there. You're playing the goddamn Samaxamophone. What's going on here? Just got to gotta crack on. <laughs> Keep the profile up. <laughs> um, oh, Tom. Yeah. So. Is that it? I think that's it. Can I let you go for good behaviour? You can. Okay. Listeners. That's all we have time for this week. As always, thank you for your time. We look forward to the pleasure of speaking to you again next week. Until then, happy gaming. Remember, there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. See you, Tom. Cheers, mate. Welcome to the Craftwork Podcast. Stitching time saves nine. With me, Giles Brandwich, I'm the host of the world's greatest cross-stitch podcast, and I'm joined by... Rupert Goldenthread. Rupert Goldenthread. <laughs>